0: It's such good shit.
1: We'll we'll do it live, right? We're just going to do it live.
0: Yeah, we're doing it live right now. Well, we actually never do it live because it's recorded and then distributed, but. Nobody would listen to it if it was live. People listen to podcasts on their way to work in the morning. They don't fucking stay up till 1130. Now the Such Good Shit radio show, that will be live when we start that up soon.
1: We yeah. can, what we'll, we'll do is we'll do a live podcast at 8 a.m. during people's commute. It'll be great.
0: We'll do it while we're commuting. Hopefully everyone makes it to work.
1: I mean, we can't go to work that day, but. Yeah,
0: I was like, where, where am I going to be for this?
1: <laughs> we can just put the laptops in our cars while we're driving and just, you know. Oh yeah, that's yeah, a great, great idea. Uh, So welcome to Such Good Shit, a wrestling podcast where the three of us who are brothers get together and talk about all the things that make professional wrestling such good shit. Uh, And this week we are continuing the greatest wrestlers of all time rankings. Uh, We are trying to get to number 25. Currently we have 13. Um, In case you didn't listen last time, I'm going to go ahead and give you the rundown starting at 13, working my way up to number one. Number 13, AJ Styles. Number 12, Bruno Sammartino. Number 11, Mr. Perfect. Number 10, Randy Orton. Number 9, Rey Mysterio. Number 8, Jerry Lawler. Number 7, Roman Reigns. Number 6, Sting. Number 5, Eddie Guerrero. 4, Brian Danielson. 3, Edge. 2, Roddy Piper. And number 1, Randy Savage. Um you may be wondering how we got to those names. Um, and we, as we explained the last time we each came up with our own list of our top 25 or so guys, Andrew put them into an aggregator and is giving us a list of names to work off of. So Andrew, who's uh, who's up first tonight.
0: So the next name on our list is Jeff Hardy. Um, <laughs> What?
1: Who did that?
0: <laughs> I think you broke your aggregator, buddy. No, I I included him, although I think Why? Well, I mean, he's one of those guys that I'm
1: putting him at the bottom. Yeah, I mean, I I'm don't sorry. think he's going to rank not above, high. He's the thing not above is that we've Styles. Been, we've
0: been going through names that were kind of at the bottom. Like, all the people that we've been going over so far have a combined score of, like, single digits. Okay, so like, it's like a 20-way no tie kind of a thing. Yeah, like, there's, like, Excellent. four guys with a one, a guy with yeah. a two, some fives at a Jeff would have been interesting midway through the last episode, actually. But I think Matt's right. I mean, he could, you could put him,
1: I don't know. I I mean, I mean I the latter above...
0: stuff maybe puts him above AJ in terms of influence. I think he's definitely above AJ. Hardy's one of those guys at least like for my generation whether you still watch wrestling or not, a lot of people know who Jeff Hardy is. He's incredibly famous.
1: Yeah, cuz he taught he your generation to star. Jump off skateboards and break your arms Sniff and this shit. I didn't <laughs> I never <laughs> did that.
0: Well, you actually landed tricks on skateboards, Matt. Believe it or not. I you could maybe make an argument that he goes above Mr. Perfect. He's certainly not above Orton. Yeah, I don't think above Orton. I don't know. I think I'd put him below AJ, to be honest. But I just don't see. He's Andrew's guy. Let's hear Andrew out here. No, I I think that he's above Mr. Perfect. As great as Perfect is in the ring. I mean, Jeff Hardy is like.
1: I think Jeff Hardy, he's Hardy a, has a more memorable career, and I think a lot of that's attributed to longevity. He's like a and, top
0: guy that was never really the top guy. Like, well, to this day, he's so fucking over.
1: Okay, but he also wasn't the top guy because of his own fucking problems.
0: Yes. No, I mean, there's reasons, but there's a reason why he keeps getting a second chance, too. That motherfucker puts asses. in He's seats. on
1: like the fifth chance at this point. Look, here's what I'll say: I'm okay like with dozen. putting him. I'm okay with putting he's him. He's a big above. draw. He is a draw.
0: Andrews right? He's a bigger draw than AJ. S- mm,
1: yeah, maybe he's definitely
0: a bigger. I draw mean, he than he AJ. went into TNA and it was like, all right, AJ, take a back seat now. Jeff. Hurt's okay, but here.
1: the argument is is does he go above perfect? Right? I think that's the argument we're having at this point. I think he goes above perfect because he at least has been WWE champion. See, I
0: just wouldn't because <laughs> I just don't think he's the uh, the same talent level as Perfect. Like I I just think Perfect is a way more iconic figure in wrestling than Jeff Hardy. I I don't I don't want to put him above Perfect unless I'm going to get. I Outloaded think, here. I I, I think Jeff Hardy is certainly a more iconic figure than Mr. Perfect. By I, like think, I think at this
1: point he is. He's I been around he has fucking been... for
0: like 10 years.
1: Hardy's been wrestling since like 93. He was officially on the roster in like 97, 98. But like, even then, that's... He's been wrestling almost what, over 30 years?
0: Look, I love Jeff Hardy. Or I did. I was definitely really into him, but I just don't even think he was the best at the thing he did compared to his contemporary. Like I always felt like RVD was a better version of Hardy at a similar time.
1: Jeff, um, I just don't feels Jeff. Here's what Jeff He's has. a B
0: plus player to me. So it's weird to put him in this
1: list. Jeff has an innate charisma that attracts people to him and to watch him. But in the ring, He's not the best. There are many, like you just said, okay, his contemporaries, just the the six other guys or four other guys that were involved in those ladder matches, Edge, Christian, his brother, right? All better wrestlers than him. The Dudley boys, on par, maybe better than him in certain aspects, right? Jeff's not, he, he was the car crash guy in all that stuff. He was the neon fucking car crash that you couldn't not look at. And there's a value to that. But I don't mm. I mean, I
0: think it ultimately isn't going to matter cuz I don't see a scenario where those bottom 4 are still no. on the list.
1: So I'm, if it makes
0: Andrew happy, there is maybe a generation gap here too where well, I don't know. I was a, I was prime age for Jeff Hardy. It just didn't work. You for were me.
1: All right, so Andrew, where do you want to slot him? You want him above Perfect?
0: I think he's above Mister Perfect.
1: Okay, Alec, where do you think he should go?
0: I guess that's fine. I mean, look, whatever.
1: Okay, I'm. I think he should have been at the bottom, but okay, I agree. Well, wait a minute. Then Andrew gets vetoed there. <laughs> if it's two on one, bro.
0: Yeah, how far down the list do you want him to go? Okay, below let's, AJ. Let's, I'll cut you above a deal, AJ. I
1: put him above cut AJ. Me a deal. Put him under perfect, but above Bruno. I just I will cut you a deal. <laughs> Look,
0: it's just so weird to have Jeff Hurdy on a list above Bruno San Martino.
1: Okay, then put him under San Martino. Fuck it. I think we to remove
0: Bruno from the list, maybe is the right not thing. Not yet. It, we can't. It's so offensive that <laughs> we're putting
1: all these people
0: above him. Oh, you know
1: you know Jim Cornette's in a corner somewhere, but like, those motherfuckers.
0: Yeah, we should have just not talked about him if <laughs> like as soon as you talk about him, it's weird to like, you know. Well, do remember that we the, the way this list worked, and you can kind of tell, I mean, there was only seven extra people, but because of that, that first 13 that we went through up until just now on this 14th one, a lot of these people didn't really end up on everybody's list. Uh, as we get yeah. to this top 15, we're talking like, so <laughs> the scores we have here, jump from, you know, single digits to like in the 30 points range. Like right we're getting the next into 15 people guys that are ended all gonna up going to be above these bottom 6 or so. Yeah. There there is a couple coming up that I think will will still kind of be somewhere towards the bottom that uh were only on one person's list but ranked high on that list. Um but after that, we're gonna jump into people that ranked high basically on everybody's list. So it's gonna be a very different thing. We're not gonna be having conversation about Bruno San Martino anymore. We're not gonna be slotting people in towards the bottom.
1: All right. Uh, so the next is...
0: person on the list is Harley Race. Oh. Yeah, so this one was mine unless was he on any of your lists? Uh no, it looks like it's just yeah, yours. For me, Harley Race is is such a major influence to most of the top guys that are about to be coming on the list. I To me, he's a no-brainer above Lawler. Like, if we're saying Lawler slots in where he does because of his importance to the history of the business, Hurley Race is tenfold more important to the history of wrestling.
1: I would agree it with that. to the
0: generation following him. I mean, he influenced Ric Flair. Yeah. I also agree with that.
1: And not, I, just, not just influenced him, he made him by letting Flair go over him.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was the NWA champion at a time where people thought wrestling was fucking real. Like, you know, it means something. I, I would even, for me personally, I would have him above, and I think I did have him above Roman. Um, Did I? I did not, but that's because I slot them in weird. I would put him probably above Roman that's where I'll propose. We start the conversation.
1: I could see that because Harley during his time was the guy. And during the territory time where that was harder to do. Um, and he influenced so many, I, I don't want to say modern guys, but the guys that are pre just pre-modern right now. The Gen um, Xers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm fine with putting him above Roman. I could I no, could see I that. Think I think he
0: has to go above Roman. I wouldn't put I him above Sting. Sort of
1: I don't know about Sting. Most
0: Sting St- resume is NWA, right? Harley Race is by far the bigger NWA champion than Sting. <sighs> That's true. I, I think Harley Race is is above Sting.
1: Okay, the the yeah. question is,
0: how far do you go with this? Because you could make an argument that Harley Race goes above everybody except for the top two, right? I mean, it's just a matter of how much props do you want to give someone? How much do you want to grade him on a curve of the era he was in, right? I think above Sting. he was Sting, the top guy in the business.
1: I think above Sting, but below Eddie. I think there's a break point that's starting to form at that point where Eddie, Brian, Edge... Are different level than Sting, Roman, Lawler, that are below them.
0: Yeah, I think a part of that comes from not just impact on the business and and you know being able to put asses in seats ability, but also then mainstream appeal. And unfortunately for Harley Race, he's just a little too soon to you know be nationally televised. And I mean, he's the oldest guy we have on this other than bruno who we disqualified Mm. i think he's as far back as you can go before it's like okay we've gone too far back you can't even quantify it you know i'm fine with him there i i just think he's a direct influence for guys like dusty and flair that we're gonna see in the top 10 so he deserves a spot in the top 20 somewhere all right so next on our list is ricky steamboat
1: So Steamboat, I think goes somewhere. I think you have to put him somewhere around where sting is. Because he's kind of that same level, right? Like he was never the guy or if he was, it was for a very short period. A lot of his influential stuff was NWA WCW with Ric Flair. Right. Ricky was amazing in the ring. I, but he was never the mainstream the guy.
0: Yeah, I almost feel like he's definitely lower than Sting.
1: Oh I think he's below Sting, but above Roman. Well I Okay, but think Roman's so. the guy.
0: To me, Steamboat is very much in a similar boat to I'm not saying he belongs all the way down here, because I had perfect much higher, but he's similar to Perfect. He's a guy who was just really good in the ring.
1: He's above and had Randy some Orton. very
0: important matches.
1: I, I think Randy he's Allman. also
0: maybe above Ray cuz I feel like he did Ray's thing before Ray did. Probably above Lawler too. Maybe it's in between I, Roman and Lawler. I yeah, I'm hesitant be, at could... Lawler to be honest.
1: No. Lawler's main <sighs> steamboat
0: success and fame is is says a lot about his Yeah, you know on what Lawler business. doesn't have is great the best match at a WrestleMania. Right. Like Steamboat best... has the best like he has the match that changed the way the next generation works.
1: That match showed guys like Brett and Sean that you can wrestle like that at the main level. That's
0: that's true. We're talking steamboat influences and also directly participates and elevates the careers of like, probably half of the top 10 that we're going to have coming up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think he's. you are above...
0: talking Sean, Brett, Flair. Um, mm-hmm. Faust- who else? Austin. Yeah. yeah. Um...
1: Look, I think he's above I mean, yeah, Macho Man. Waller. He helped Macho Man. Oh, Macho Man, Yeah, he's coming up Macho soon Man. too. Okay, so does he? So he's below Roman because he's never the guy, right? That's the. Agreement. Yeah, I think I think
0: Steamboat's the top of the crop of guys
1: who. Weren't the guy.
0: I mean, Seambo was World Heavyweight Champion, but that was mm-hmm. early 90s WCW. That doesn't count. That's like <laughs> being late, late cha- I mean, eight, very yeah. late 80s. I but think. you know what I mean? It's like that's yeah. like AEW Champion. It's not the same thing.
1: OK, so so yeah, so he slots in right below Roman. And as this list continues to evolve, I mean, we'll see where that, end. that may end up staying pretty high on the list. We don't know yet.
0: Uh, so this next one is going to be a fun argument. CM um, Punk.
1: <sighs> where did everybody so have him ranked? Alec and
0: I included him. I ranked him at 18. Alec ranked him just, um, just above me.
1: Wait, did I not? Oh, I fucked up I had him on my initial list and then when I transferred to a second copy and I reordered some things I apparently wrote somebody else twice and so yeah he should have been at like number 19 so we can instantly
0: skip over steamboat right like he's in the group of guys who've been the man in the industry yeah so I think we start the conversation there
1: so I almost put him in the lump with Eddie and Brian and Edge like that area.
0: I I think he definitely goes higher than we think given the crop we have now but honestly I draw the line at Harley Race. I don't think that he can go above Harley Race. I don't think his impact really? is that big. I disagree. I feel like you don't have Daniel Bryanson without uh Saint Punk. That's I, not Saint true. Brian is- Daniels.
1: Brian Danielson started before Punk.
0: Okay. CM Punk's Punk success pave... in WWE changed the industry for all That's of true. the indie That's true. CM guys, Punk walking out, out is Bryan. why Daniel Bryan transcends WWE. The and guest movement. No, it's, it's not even CM Punk walking out. It's CM Punk being over Pays and drawing money guys. allowed those guys to get signed. Look at yeah. all the indie guys that got signed a couple years after Punk broke through. I well, mean I, literally modern NXT. I mean, well, you know, pre-modern NXT was basically a place where guys like Punk AEW exists start. because of CM Punk. Yeah. <laughs> Every single one of those guys, with the exception of Jericho, are in the position they're in because of Punk's mainstream success. And I would argue too as much as I love Brian and Eddie and Edge, for that matter, I don't think any of them shined as bright as Punk did at their at his peak. And I know it was only about a year and a half, but I don't think I know. any of those guys were Punk over was COs. stealing the show with an old man. Over not the not Rock even just and stealing John the Cena. show, he was carrying the show. He was the biggest star on Raw week in and week out for about a year. What? Like, almost two He's years. literally carrying Collision right now, which is arguably that's a challenge. one of the best shows on TV for wrestling. It's accomplishment top to bottom fantastic. I, I just feel like he paved the way for a lot of guys that are going to be on this list in 10, 20 years. Um, and, and I know Matt, you're saying Brian started before him and Brian was a better performer than Punk, absolutely. But Punk did the thing. You know, that means something. He was the one who did the thing that allowed yeah. everyone else to do the thing.
1: I, my gut is he's above Brian, but below edge. That's my gut. To be honest,
0: I hate the idea of slotting him so high, but I know he's going to get knocked down as we get higher on the list with uh, people that are definitely above him. I think he's a, he's above edge. I tend to agree. I think he's the top of that group for me. And I
1: mean, okay. Piper I Savage know is a whole. He's different not above game. Piper. No, for sure. Not. Piper influenced Punk. I, I, I just mean...
0: think that it's safe to say that Punk in his generation is second only to Cena, to me, in terms of impact, ticket set, like all of it. Like, I don't think. And these guys are all contemporaries of Punk, too. Yeah. You know? Except okay. for Eddie.
1: Uh, put them above edge. I, i I can go for that. We now
0: have 17 names on this list and CM Punk is number three. And it, it's fucked up. People are going to just criticize the shit out of this. It's just the way the list fell. Punk is right. going to be in the listen. middle of the pack. I mean, granted, these guys are going to be slotting higher and higher as we go because we did an aggregate list and we're going from the bottom up. So our votes are getting more and more impactful as we go. The names that we're listing out are are based on our scores. Better wrestlers on average than the ones before them. So this next person is probably going to slot higher than Punk, and his name is Mick Foley.
1: Uh, uh yeah, I think he goes above Punk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, it's well, it is close, hmm. but Mick Foley is just. Oh, man. Man, this is gonna sound blasphemous I think Foley is actually Probably in between Brian and Eddie I don't know It's tough man Foley, Foley is like the star that burned bright But was it with us long you know But he
1: continues to burn Outside of wrestling uh, Outside okay, of the ring But
0: it's you know irrelevant to this Okay, though.
1: Here's the other thing So Foley was one of those guys. He was just becoming big when I started watching wrestling and he, I don't want to say came from out of nowhere. Cause he, went, he was in WCW as Cactus Jack and then he was in ECW for a time. Right. But I started seeing him when he first came in as mankind and all that good stuff. But he at the time was so just different And not just because, oh, he was a dark character and all that. It was, his Mankind as a character grew and changed. And then he was like, oh, I'm going to be Dude Love for a summer. Oh, okay, that's a different fucking thing. And then Cactus Jack, which was a different character. And he was able to portray the three of them. And then he also had, he had his Daniel Bryan moment when he won the belt on Raw going up against the finger poke of doom, which I mean look, at that time, even now that title swap, even though he only held the belt for like two weeks, that was fucking huge that Vince gave the belt to a guy like Mick fucking Foley. Prior to that, that had never been done. If you were not a prototypical in shape, tall, trunk wearing dude you weren't winning that belt and then fucking mick foley comes crashing through the hell in a cell and he
0: deserves a lot of credit for paving the way in that regard but Mm -hmm. matt would you argue i would argue that brian danielson did it better the i can't believe they put the belt on that guy i would argue punk did it better i can't believe they put the belt on that guy i feel like guys have come along after that have been, and, like, fully has other contributions. I'm just saying specifically Mm -hmm. on that point, other guys have done that, the shock thing that Eddie, same thing. I can't believe Eddie got the belt, you know?
1: Sure. Yeah, Mick helped pave the way that a non-traditional guy could win. I look at him almost as
0: a Harley race to some of these indie guys that are on the list. Like, I kind of see that spot for him. On my list, I had him right under Punk.
1: So um I don't know why I had it on way. mine I had him above where punk should have been on my list. Um, I had him
0: at 14 on my list just above Sting.
1: So mine uh, he's and- 17 and he's above Steamboat.
0: I uh, dude, I look at him kind of right there with Hartley. I mean, I the question for you Matt is how much of it is nostalgia and just like your love for Foley
1: Foley well, so, okay, Foley's here's, awesome. Here's my final point with Foley. He wrote his biography, or his autobiography. He was one of the first guys to do that. And that broke down, at the time when the internet was still in its infancy, that broke down kayfabe in a tremendous fucking way that we hadn't had before. Not directly out of the horse's mouth. We, Dave Meltzer was breaking kayfabe through, f- since the fucking 80s. But Mick's book, for my generation, which unfortunately were the fucking backyard wrestling generation, he broke kayfabe wide open and explained how to get into the business, how to train, how guys do this, that. He exposed a lot of things, but not in a damaging way, in a way that endeared him and endeared the business and the the business side of the business to my generation. And I think he needs to get some level of props for, for that.
0: Yeah, I agree. He's tremendously influential. I just question you know when you're talking about some of these other guys, how, how big of a star is Foley compared to you know Eddie, um, I think it's pretty close. But you start getting to guys like Edge. I think Edge clearly, you know,
1: I no ended Edge. Up having Edge goes above career. Foley. Um, I'm fine it's if no we want to s- to Foley either. Right, I'm fine if we want to slot him in below Eddie. I would be fine putting him just under Edge. Like I'm good in that that range.
0: So my. Opinion on McFoley is that even now, a guy that looks like him has no business being a top guy or even getting over in this business. The so, fact that he got over when he, he had no business being as good as he was and ended up being, he is so captivating every character that he does is entertaining he he was very self-aware and understood how to lay out matches to fit his strong suit he is so fucking good um i i do think i agree somewhere in the range of between 5 and 7 which is danielson and harley race feels fine um i think above harley race but below eddie i I feel like that's where i'm comfortable with it i want to say one more thing about foley um as good as he was as a character and his charisma and as fun as his matches were at, As like train wrecks And like the brutality and stuff I don't think his in-ring works at the same level as guys Like, no, not I don't think, I know He's not at the same level as guys like Eddie And, and Danielson and Edge, you know
1: That's true As a worker He's had a few, he's had those matches But they're far and few between He's compared had the to moments, but not
0: the total I'm fine putting him above Harley Because yeah. we, we didn't watch Harley So Okay you know.
1: I think that's a good good place for him. And I think that's going to end up in the top half by the time all is said and done, perhaps.
0: All right, so next on our list is Brock (sighs) Lesnar.
1: Who had Brock?
0: I did, and not only did I have him, I have him really high. I absolutely have Brock. I don't have him that high. I have him at 17. Uh, Alec has Brock at 8.
1: And I had him at 22.
0: Yeah, you had him pretty low, Matt. So he's kind of all over the board for all of us. You can attribute a lot of the success that wrestling is having right now to Brock Lesnar. I think he has really brought wrestling back into the mainstream in such a significant way.
1: Yeah, post-UFC.
0: It's just hard to argue that he's not the biggest draw in the industry at this point.
1: We had the conversation not that long ago. I think it was on the show. Maybe that was just us talking about how Brock has, I think it was on the Money in the Bank one. Brock has now finally realized the promises that they made when he first came in. Right. It took a while because he left and all that. But we're finally getting the promise of Brock being the future of the business, the next big thing, right? We finally got that. He is the big thing. And he has been now for, what, 10 years back since 2012? So
0: He's the most uh, famous person on this list other than Randy Savage, I think.
1: At this point? I mean...
0: And I know fame isn't everything, but... He's so consequential to the business At this point He makes modern pro wrestling feel legit When he's there
1: I think it's a no brainer
0: he's above Punk That's where you start with him
1: I was about to say I think we have to start from the top down To figure out where he goes I think Savage is above him Yes absolutely So now the question is Roddy Piper I still think yes yes, I still think Roddy Piper is above Well there we go So he slots right above Punk
0: I mean, does anyone disagree with that? No. I no. I think I think that that's accurate. I mean, that's exactly what I put on my list: is Brock and then Punk.
1: I mean, I had Brock the lowest, but also most of my upper list hasn't even come out yet. So, because um, as
0: much as I love CM Punk, uh, if you want to just put them on even playing field in terms of influence skill popularity, Brock has sold more tickets than Punk. Right. But it's also an important note to say that, as much as I love Edge and all the guys under him, Punk is one of the closer guys to Brock. Right? And you look at the landscape of modern wrestling, you've got Brock, you've got Cena, you've got Punk. Like, there are Punk, only a handful Roman. of guys that are truly crossover stars like that, so... Mm-hmm. though Brock and... Punk, Cena, Roman are guys right now that if you if they're announced that they're going to be on TV, they will spike a rating. Um, very few people left that can do that that are actually wrestling. Sure, Stone Cold making an appearance or The Rock making an appearance would do that too, but they don't wrestle. Um, so, yeah. So Brock goes in at number three just above Punk. I think that's fair. Next on the list is Kurt Angle. Um, I actually think he's going to go much lower than. Well, I than, think I, I feel like we got to go top down again.
1: So yeah. I think top
0: down, but I still think he's going to go lower than
1: Brock. I, agree. I think he might go just below Brock. Um, let's
0: do the exercise.
1: Okay, so it, Savage. No, he's lower than Savage. He's lower than Piper. He's lower than Brock.
0: He's lower than punk.
1: I don't know.
0: It's Angles is were very close. good, but he was never that over. Um, not... I don't
1: um <laughs> Here's the deal with I, Angle. as Punk Angle hold on. Angle showed up at in in late ninety nine or I'm sorry, late nine no late ninety nine. Within two, three months, he was like th- the most over guy. He became a main eventer within a year. He became the world champ within his first year in WWE. And it wasn't just forced on us. The fans wanted it. They were into him being a top fucking guy. And he led the Attitude Era and the beginnings of the Ruthless Aggression Era as a top guy. If not, at at times, the top guy, depending on who else was around. And keep in mind, he was competing against... The Rock, Jericho, Austin, Taker, Triple H—he well, was like, also getting
0: he, to work with those guys and getting the rub. Well,
1: for what I'm guys. saying is, it—it's impossible to be the guy when that's your peer group, you know. Sure.
0: But it also—I think a big indictment for Angle is that his star shined brightest earlier in his career, and once a lot of those guys started leaving, he—he'd never reached the heights that he hit when he was working with. Triple H and Austin and The Rock and those guys. So you have to wonder how much of it is he was on drugs. a great team.
1: He was on. I know, no, I know it's the, it was drugs, the drugs. But, <laughs> it was
0: but the it, drugs. It's true though. I mean, his run is at the top of the industry is pretty short.
1: His run is legendary. It was short, but it burned very brightly. It
0: is. I, man, I would kick him below Punk. I actually, I'm looking at this list and I'm thinking he's kind of right next to Eddie for me. <sighs> I, yeah, I just don't Angle, he's never just... been like he was at the top but he was not Brian Danielson or CM Punk over.
1: That's true.
0: And then Edge of course has that longevity at the top. That So keeps I well Angle was but everybody was over. So right. in the context of how over everyone else was he was like the fifth most over guy, you know, Yeah, like Billy Gunn was over back then.
1: Like not as <laughs> much as Kurt angle though. There was a difference. sure,
0: but you know, yeah, but angle was under, obviously under Austin, the rock, those guys. Yeah.
1: So my list, I actually had angle two slots above edge. Um, although I also had sting above edge. So fuck me. I don't know. Um,
0: I had him I think, below CM Punk. In fact, just in the order that we've been talking, Brock Lesnar, CM Punk, then Kurt Angle.
1: I think, I think the assessment that he goes in around Eddie is probably. I think he goes right it's, above. It's hard Eddie. for me to put
0: him above Brian. You know,
1: I think he goes between Brian and Eddie. Because I think he's above Eddie.
0: It's still weird to me that we have Edge above Brian too. I'm good with the, good the I I bo- above it. Eddie, and ed- but below Danielson. Yeah. I think Angle and Eddie are very comparable. Yes. They peaked at different times, right? Angle peaked earlier, Eddie peaked later, but I think they reached similar peaks. Yes. All right, so I, I suspect looking at your guys' list, there's going to be some debate here, but I think that this is going to end up being our new number one, Andre oh, the man. Giant. Um, I just, I don't know how he's <laughs> not above everybody so far.
1: I had him pretty low, and I'll tell you why. Andre was a huge attraction, right? Obviously, he was a major draw for a long time, but he was never the guy. He was separate from that, and that's important. But I don't know. I just feel like there's other people that have done things that are like Andre's biggest thing is I'm the big guy and I drew money because I was the big guy. Okay. Yeah, but but you're really underselling.
0: You're really underselling how much money he drew. Like, okay, let's start at number one, Randy Savage, His, his arguably his greatest match with steamboat. Like it was awesome. He stole the show that Andre sold out
1: that's <laughs> true that's true andre sold that and show. andre
0: sold it out on like one leg at the end of his career and yeah you know Hulk I mean? Hogan's involved there peak, but we <laughs> know from the hogan era how important the bad guy was they did the silver dome because it was going to be andre before that they couldn't do it something like that big andre and after goes- that they didn't do it again for a while it kind of feels like this is going to go one of two ways. It's like either Andre is like one of the top two or three, or you put him in the Harley race tier where it's like, he's got a special place on the list, but it's hard to quantify, you know, we're going to have to make that decision here. That's where you could just put him at number one and it's
1: hard to argue. I feel like he goes in the Harley race area. I, I strongly disagree when like,
0: I start to think I'm like greatest wrestlers of all time. I have a, a personal thing for like, I like CM Punk a lot. He, that was prime generation for me to see him peak, but I don't go. Yeah. CM Punk is a bigger star than <laughs> yeah, Andre right, the giant. Right. I don't even like we're, we need to be in this one, two, three even range Lesnar, right here, right now. Yeah. I, okay. We're talking legend, like all time. The, Can I propose the, something the, for the trailblazer? Andre? Uh, yeah. I think we should have the Andre rule, which is he goes number 10 once the list is done, whatever that I'm is.
1: I'm not opposed to that.
0: Like, he belongs in the top 10, but,
1: but it's, it's not like, like a set position. But also,
0: remember, you, you're wanting to push him down this list towards number 10 where Harley Race is, but... As we keep going, these names are only going to get more and more. No, over. that's what I'm saying. He stays <laughs> at 10. Like, I think he gets pushed under. It. Well, that's we just, what, But my point is, is like, I feel like right now he's going to, he needs to be at number one. I get what Andrew's because saying,
1: because honestly, our the number next 10 is probably going to be Roddy Piper or Lesnar or somebody like that. Yeah, the next
0: 10 are going to be the top 10 wrestlers of all time. I, I <laughs> lean towards putting Savage above Andre, as special as Andre is. Savage is more representative of what the wrestling business is. What
1: about Piper? I think you put him above Piper. I think think maybe in between
0: Piper and Savage.
1: I will concede
0: at between the two of them. I don't know. To me, like I said earlier, I feel like Andre is number 10 regardless of who the nine are. And I get that sentiment. I agree agree with that sentiment. I think Alec is right. I think he will end up at number 10 or one or two.
1: All right. So let's put him in between Savage and Piper.
0: Actually, I think he should go after Piper above Brock.
1: Oh, that's what I
0: said. That's n- if that's your vote, Matt, I will concede that. But I actually think that he's bigger. I
1: th- Here's the th- here's the di- the big difference. Andre couldn't talk. Piper could.
0: Yeah, but the, th- the- I don't think well, that that's a huge Piper, difference. As
1: great as P- Piper's listen, great trailblazer. Piper was, Piper was Hogan's Piper number one bad not, guy first and then it was andre
0: yeah but andre is the one that got them to sell fucking tickets
1: andre walked so in there piper? and yeah i mean wrestlemania 1 isn't
0: a success without piper
1: wrestlemania yes, but 3 doesn't happen if Mania wrestlemania Wounded 3 is like succeed. eight
0: times the success that wrestlemania 1 is okay i understand that i would argue that it worked because andre was so barely exposed on national television. I don't think he could have had the run that Piper did through the 80s. Granted we'll never know, but I like I think Andre's specialness wouldn't have worked in, in the TV era. Like I feel like he belongs in a special tier and it's hard to compare him against the guys from the 80s and later, in my opinion. And that's kind of yeah. where I was thinking like the Harley Race thing, where it's like he's like super hardy race. He belongs at 10. Put him wherever <laughs> you want. It, but put him, I'll
1: between... put him
0: below Piper. Okay. And we can always decide if we want to debate and revisit once we're finished.
1: Yeah. Since the, there's we, no rule you know, that we can We've been
0: kind of going back and forth and we may want to reshuffle some people when we're all done. Um, also keep in mind Andre the Giant has a fucking HBO documentary. Who else has an HBO documentary? Rick like, Flair. he's just so true. goddamn famous. <laughs> he's so important to, like, not just wrestling, but, like, the entertainment industry. He's in the fucking Princess Bride, dude. Right. God damn it. <laughs> <sighs> that's true.
1: All right. Let's, but I'll concede on. because Roddy
0: Piper's also in, like, It's Always Sunny, and that's just awesome. <laughs> yeah, we that's, gotta move on. Here, and also, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so next up is Chris Jericho.
1: So I think he's Jericho for surprisingly
0: me, higher than you would think.
1: Jericho for me, when the list is all said and done, I feel like is somewhere just outside the top 10. Um, So it's hard to place him right now because I know where I want him to be in the end. Um, oh, I, I He's... I,
0: Mm. It's easy for me. He's in between Punk and Lesnar.
1: Okay, like that's he kind d- of he the... hasn't
0: contributed as much to the business as Lesnar has, but I
1: think but more than the Punk.
0: longevity puts him above Punk. Yeah,
1: that's yeah, the It's area not just I was longevity. It's
0: like longevity as like one of the best wrestlers. The problem with are. Jericho, the knock on him is going to be that he was never the guy. No, he never had the run that Punk had, that Brian had. Hell, even Angle. But
1: he's had the longevity. He's been recognized as one of, if not the top worker throughout. Um, And he's reinvented himself multiple times over.
0: Yeah, he gets the career achievement award. It's going to be similar to what Mm -hmm. we're going to see with Triple H, I think, where I think they Mm -hmm. might end up next to each other. So maybe that was I could see a smaller alert, but I, I uh, feel like he he belongs above punk for now. We'll see what happens over the next five years or so. But yeah, yeah, the thing with Chris Jericho is like he may not have been, you know, the best wrestler in the world in any particular year, but he was in the top five to ten wrestlers in the world He's in the mix. for like 20 years straight. Mm-hmm. He was always one of the best wrestlers in the world, and it's hard to be in that group for a very long. Well, and time. take away the usually wrestling people thing come too. in and then fly fly right out after a while. Take away the wrestling, he was o- one of the most over guys for twenty straight years, and every yes, character crazy. that he did was unique, but just similar enough that it felt like a continuation. It feels like, um, you know, there's that uh documentary that Max Landis did about wrestling isn't wrestling where that there's like a you can actually see a through line of Triple H's story Chris Jericho, has, Jericho one of those. has that yes you could do that with him and very few guys have that yeah yeah until now I mean we're not going to count the AEW stuff but he is tarnishing his legacy by hmm. you question how much of a wrestling mind he is when he's putting out some of the shit he's putting out but we'll, we'll let it I side. think he's just throwing shit at a wall and seeing what sticks because some of it's great and some of it's really weird.
1: Well, and I think a lot of that is because, look, he's successful already. He's a Hall of Famer, legendary career, so he's it doesn't been too matter. He's
0: successful for too long to where he's in he like he touch just, with He
1: can just fuck around and then find out. It doesn't matter.
0: Sure. Now, I like him at five for now. I think he'll, Matt, you're right. He's probably like a 11, 12 kind of guy. All right, so next on our list is Dusty Rhodes. Number one for me. <laughs> so
1: um, I think. Oh, yeah. You
0: know what? <laughs> With the people on the list right now, I think
1: so. <laughs> he's so he's above Andre.
0: Yes.
1: Um. I think he's above Piper. Yes. Is he above set? Sa- yeah, he's above. Stavage. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's the, the most. This is kind of the
0: what was going to happen here. Towards the end, we'll is, start putting in we may start ones. it. We're going to everybody's going to feel like they need to go at number one until we're almost done. Um Dusty is the blueprint for the underdog baby face. Like yeah. every single underdog baby, like the way they lay out their matches, everything is just trying to do Dusty. It's crazy how influential he is. Yeah, and not j- like he's got a legendary wrestling career and then a legendary backstage career. Right. It oh really my God, I forgot. Like, he I forgot didn't just that. he didn't just let his tape library be an influence. He got back there and showed people how the fuck he did it. Right. But that can't influence this list. It's fun to say it, but I just want you guys to know you can't let that influence it when when we get further down.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. So he's number one. Let's move on.
0: Um okay Uh, I just want to point out before we go to the next one, this is where Randy Savage would have ended up if we hadn't started with him. Uh, He was all the way up here. Uh, Next is Shawn Michaels.
1: So for me, (laughs) he's number number one.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Um, I slotted him in at number four on my list. Uh, Matt, you have him at number two. Mm -hmm. And then Alec, you
1: don't don't have him. No, <laughs> I've got him. Or maybe I I forgot I'm not seeing him. him. He,
0: he would have been like eight for me. Uh, wow. I think the thing that you guys need to keep in mind about Sean, it's easy to forget this. He never had the baby face peak that a lot of these guys in the top 10 have had. Um, As great as Sean was, there was always something a little bit missing with him as a draw, especially as a baby face. Um, and as great as his in-ring work is, I feel like he's maybe had a negative influence on the way wrestling has gone. He really took things, steered things away from the believability side, right? Like, when you look at guys like the Young Bucks, they just want to be Shawn Michaels. Um, Yeah, to be fair, like, the inception of there being super kick parties and matches is like, Probably because of his work with The Undertaker and having, you know, eight finishes as great as yeah, as great as that match is, you know, it kind of made it hard to have a great match without kicking out of each other's finish 20 times, you know? Yeah, Uh, and part of that comes from young guys being like, we just want to do that match, but they were wanting to do that match in a fucking high school And I don't want to shit on Sean. I just don't think he's as big of a star as Savage was. Like, Savage was huge, Matt. You were making the argument earlier. Slim Jims. And he is, like,
1: such a big star. And then same
0: thing with Dusty. I don't feel like he's with those guys. But
1: Sean is, in my opinion, and I know this is not everything, but he's the greatest in-ring performer of all time. And I think that goes quite a long way. Sean also was that second generation of guys where you could be a little bit smaller. You could do more athletic things, which paved the way for the guys like CM Punk, like a Brian Danielson and Eddie Guerrero, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
0: And just to be clear, we're talking about where he slots in the top four right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm
0: not, I'm not saying he's not going to be a top 10 guy. It's just, he's going to make the top 10 for
1: sure. Look, he's, he was my number two. Um, I'm I could put him below Dusty, but that's as low as I'd put him. I, I want to hear people. your
0: argument as to how Shawn Michaels is a bigger star than Randy Savage,
1: so or more important of to the, the
0: business for that matter.
1: Well, he currently is running developmental, that's kind of no, a big in deal. In
0: ring, in ring, as He's a the wrestler. greatest in ring performer Shawn, of all time, Shawn Michaels. As close as it is, Shawn Michaels is a better performer than Randy Savage. Yeah, but you can't argue that Savage isn't a bigger star than Shawn Michaels.
1: Savage is a bigger uh, mainstream. He was a bigger
0: star. He's a bigger Michaels.
1: star. However,
0: in the business too. He sold more tickets. Shawn was a top guy at the time when the he business was, was Are not you sure doing though? Because well. I mean Shawn's... You, I feel like the Randy Savage's WWF run and Sean's initial run are comparable, but then Sean has so. a whole second run for like a no, decade. No, but they're not comparable because Sean's initial run as the top guy was unsuccessful.
1: But the business just was, not was down successful. all over, and I don't know how much of that you can blame on Sean. No, versus... but he was
0: getting booed as a babyface champion.
1: He got booed in San
0: Antonio against fucking Psycho Sid. Like, you want to talk about Roman Reigns being rejected. Sean was rejected as a babyface champion. The fans did not want it. Um, And as great as Shawn Michaels' second act was, he was never the top guy. He was never even one of the top two or three guys in his second act. He was I, like I that. I think he was
1: top three.
0: You know what I mean? He was like that third or fourth guy. He was not one of the guys vying for the title. He was sort of
1: different. Then then where would you slot him on our current list? I'd put him under Piper. Wow. I feel
0: weird putting him above Andre too, but Andre's going to be 10. So it's sort of, it's fine. I just think that, look, and there's a bias here too, Matt, because for me, Sean isn't the best worker. For me, Brett's the best worker. And there's so an argument there, um,
1: but we're not. We don't have Brett yet on the board. Right. So. so,
0: and as great as Sean's in ring work is, I just feel like the ultimate point of all of this is to draw ratings and draw money. And I just don't know if there's any evidence that Sean was a bigger draw than guys like Dusty and Savage.
1: Andrew, where do you? Where would you put him?
0: I think I'm in agreement with Alec about Savage. I don't know about Piper. I could... the in-ring the in-ring work is so influential to the current generation of wrestlers. Yeah, and it's yes. tough to compare because Piper, you know. It's such a generation gap when you start talking about they're, they're also right? very like completely different kinds of performers.
1: I can put him below Savage, but I would not put him below Piper.
0: I just feel like Savage is such so, an easier compare. It is a direct comparison. They're very similar.
1: They're very similar. You're right. I feel like things are about to get real bloodthirsty. Hey, thirsty.
0: Sean's great, man. He might end up in the top five. I'm not rolling it out.
1: All right, so this ranking is taking us way longer than we anticipated. So we're going to go ahead and cut it yet again, and we'll make this a three-parter. So that's going to do it for us this week. Please remember to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Such Good Shit Pod. Email us at gmail suchgoodshitpal at gmail and rate us and subscribe on whatever podcast listening platform you like to uh, use. And then, uh, do we have any any parting words?
0: I'm curious what surprises part three might hold stay tuned.